listening to Welcome to What the Truck. I'm Tuner here with Chad Prevost, and uh, wow, back in a familiar locale. What's up, brother? Yeah, well, hey, there is, you know, it might be a little hot in here. Yeah. No place like home. There is no place right home because you know what? What the truck is a state of mind, and it doesn't matter where we turn the camera on. Wow, I like that, yeah. Hey, yeah, we're in the truth booth. We're always telling the truth where we make dreams happen. Well, each yeah. and every episode. Dooner, do you dream? Do I dream? Well, you know what? <laughs> Do you believe in dreams? You know what, man? I'll talk about dreams to you. The oh. world spins like a carousel. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I was at Coolidge Park over the weekend. There's a beautiful carousel over there. Oh. And it feels like you're just stepping out of a Lewis Carroll novel as you, <laughs> as a grown man, I was going up and down on a uh, on a wood-carved rabbit. My kids were on giant cats that were leaping and galloping through the air all as... Um, you know, that, like the music box sound was playing. Wow, Beautiful so stuff. you clearly do believe dreams come true, just like we are living the dream each and every day right here at Freight Waves and doing our podcast here, What the Truck. It's a dream come true, right? Yeah. What was your weekend like, brother? My weekend, like I said, I was going to practice the bass. I learned Out on yeah. the Tiles by Led Zeppelin, which is, you know, I was always wondering how you, how yeah. you play that. It was really cool. It was, it was fun. Yeah. But yeah. This, do you know any Pink Floyd? I mean, I just picked up the bass on Wednesday. Oh, okay. You know no, but I mean? I mean on guitar, do you know any yeah. Pink Floyd? Um, I think I think I know the money riff. Yeah. Well, that would be a good one to learn on bass. Yeah. You know? Well, this this episode is called Another Brick in the Paywall. <laughs> okay. Should we get to the news? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Shall we? That's right. Shippers face uncertain supply chain impacts as IMO 2020 Not approaches. In my opinion. Not in my opinion, Chad. <laughs> well, is it in your opinion that there will be a lot of changes coming? For those that believe IMO 2020 is simply a vessel operator issue, they are greatly mistaken. IMO 2020 promises to raise fuel prices for mar- marine fuel but also diesel fuel for yeah. vehicles and could have broader implications across the supply chain. IMO 2020, it's the low sulfur regulation emission stuff that we've been hearing about. It stands for International Maritime Organization. It's, uh, dire- you know, they've directed the sulfur emissions of oxide in the maritime sector, and they expect it to be reduced by over 80% as a result mm. of doing this. That's good. Vessel operators have two approaches they can take. They can use the ultra-low sulfur fuels or install a so-called exhaust scrubber that will clean the vessel's emissions and reduce the emissions. Voila! Well, yeah, from the air. But you know what they do? Uh Then they take them and they scrub them off. They literally take these scrubbers and they put them right back into the water. Supposedly, it's better for the air. But you got to imagine that some of that sulfur is going to imbalance some ecosystems, right? I would think so. We are putting pollution in the water yeah. instead of the air. Well, the water gonna... covers two-thirds of our planet. Yeah. And I think it was John Kingston on Slack who was like, well, you know, there's like three feet of sulfur. If you were to take all the sulfur in the ocean and there'd be like a three-foot layer on top of the on top of the water, and this would only add like another inch, but like that still seems like like a lot. Yeah. You know? I'm not I'm not feeling that like if you have stuffed crust pizza, thing. you're still having pizza. But you know what? They're still having a discussion about this. There, there will be a panel discussion <laughs> on the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals. That is the CSCMP at the upcoming EDGE 2019 conference. going to be held September 15th to the 18th of the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, 
California. You went to a nice like panel discussion, Chad. You like those? Do I like? Uh, I like them. Yeah, like like I like a root canal. Oh, okay, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, um, yeah. No, so that would be a. So net. I would say that maybe the ultra low sulfur fuel is the way to go, and not not the exhaust scrubber. I mean, it just right. seems kind of bad to put it in the water. Yeah, if there's a yeah. way around that, that would sound yeah. great. Especially when we're doing all this stuff about getting plastic out of the ocean. It just seems oh. like. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like that. Like we're going right back to just like dump it right back in the. And ocean. did you hear that the that Asian nations are no longer recycling uh, America's trash, and they're sending yeah. it, they're yeah. sending it back to us, and we've just got. Pla- I mean, I'm just speaking of plastic. Well, and a, and a, a, there was a gang, like a uh, like a tribal gang in Somalia, like okay. a terrorist gang. They banned single use plastics. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well Uber we're all over the place. Uber Freight is going, well, I'm just saying if they can do it. You know, if a terrorist organization can ban single-use plastics, well, well, we can too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that makes sense. All right. I, I think I see that. All right. Uber Freight is going after large fleets, which is Dispatch Portal. So it's trying to expand that, bring in more market. Digital Freight Broker Uber Freight, a division of Uber Technologies, on August 19th. That's today, right? Yeah. They announced yeah. the launch of the web-based desktop portal for fleet dispatchers and a redesign of its carrier mobile app. Prior to launch of the dispatch tool, carriers had to manage trucks and loads with Uber Freight's mobile app. Well, that works for fleets with less than five trucks. Uh With the dispatcher often doubling as a driver, dispatchers of large fleet most commonly work from desktop computers. So they need something to satisfy them. In the new web portal, dispatchers can view and book loads, assign them to available drivers, and manage the loads end-to-end. Dispatchers designate trucks as available, and the Uber Freight suggests ideal loads for those drivers. Wow. Well, I mean, so the new dispatcher tool, it gives Uber Freight access to much more capacity beyond its base of owner-operators. That makes a lot of sense to me. The peer-to-peer structure of the Uber ride-sharing platform can only get so much traction in trucking because the population of truly independent owner-operators is much smaller than people realize, Dooner. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so no wonder they couldn't get a lot of traction. Because sometimes we hear it's bigger. We hear like, oh, it's mostly independent operators, right? Yeah. Yeah. But truly independent. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 It's tough to be truly independent <laughs> in this day and age. It is, especially when you're so regulated. Yeah. California approves a program to electrify 3,000 San Diego trucks and buses. Let's oh, hear it. for the environment. Yeah. California's steady march towards... Not earthquakes, but towards vehicle electrification took a leap forward last week when the California Public Utilities Commission approved a San Diego gas and electric plan to support charging infrastructure for at least 3,000 electric buses, trucks, and other medium and heavy-duty vehicles. The $107 million initiative seeks to build at least 300 charging stations at sites primarily in low-income neighborhoods and communities of color that often live near freeways, ports, rail yards, and other facilities that generate significant levels of engine exhaust. Well, Jessica Packard, she is SDG&E's communication manager and a Field of Dreams fan, of course, because she goes, if you build it, they will come. Hopefully the program will encourage people to buy electric vehicles. Interesting. Yeah. If the, I think you know the, the, you know it's funny a lot of people get that quote wrong it's actually just in the actual field of dreams yeah. it's if you build it he will come yeah. the dad oh you know all right if you build it he will come your dad will come and play ball with you yeah that's sort of like yeah. the Berenstein bears versus the Berenstein bears and yeah <laughs> that's tomato tomato yes 
No, okay. it is like where you you misremember things. It's oh, a I misremembrance, oh. a cultural misremembrance of things. You're really, you're really squatting <laughs> on it today, buddy. But you were, you were lying like, our company, okay. <laughs> the Velvetine Rabbit. Lidar company Velvetine sues Chinese firms for patent infringement. LiDAR device manufacturer Velvetine on August 13 filed patent infringement complaints with the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of we're staying in California, yeah. claiming that Chinese com- Chinese companies are such. Chinese companies suiting innovation technology, a.k.a. RoboSense, and hence I will fully copied its technology. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. Yeah, never heard of that coming out of China. Within the autonomous driving circle, the use of LiDAR has been a topic of debate. Companies like Google's Waymo and GE's yeah. Cruise Automation continue to bet big on LiDAR. Well, Tesla's founder, Elon Musk, he's called the technology a fool's errand. Yeah. Musk well, doesn't uh, think the squeeze is worth the juice out of that tech. Well, he also calls uh, fuel cell technology fool's cell technology. Ah. So, you know, you, you never know with Elon, Elon Musk. There's fools in there a lot. If he, if he has better ideas, we'd love to see them, right, manifest. LiDAR, you know, it is called light detection and ranging scanning is a form of remote sensing. For those who don't know this, it's a form of remote sensing technology that sends out laser pulses, which bounce off objects in front of it, helping the instrument to measure the size and distance of objects for creating a 3D model of the environment. And it's been kind of like exponentially getting more sophisticated, sort of like the Atari, you know, next thing you know, you're playing, you know. Now you're playing with power. You know. MMRO, it went from like four to eight to, to 64 to 128. And so, now they don't and so even on. say bits anymore. D- yeah, they don't like, even, yeah. it's like that's even not even a cell phone. So it, re- it resembles radar or sonar technology, but uses light pulses instead of radio or sound waves, sort of like you, Dooner. Yeah. And it's not cheap. I mean, if you're in the market for it, it's a, a Velodyne 64, unlike. The the Commodore sixty four a Velodyne sixty four channel lidar unit cost eighty five k unless you get it used on eBay. Well, to be fair to Musto, he does have a better idea. He does. I mean, their autonomous technology is built on oh. using radar. It uses cameras and it uses light sensing. So they use a three prong approach. All right. Well, I like that you're being fair to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's he's called himself a meme. Do you think he's becoming a meme? Uh, for sure. All right. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, but I think he has. I think it's a fact. Yeah. All right, let's get our buddy it's Kevin. It's not an IMO. Let's get, our, let's get our buddy in here. Okay. Kevin Hill. Kevin Hill. For five good minutes. Come on in, Talk Kevin. About his, King uh, of the Hill. Right here five, on time. Five, 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 five Kevin Hills. All right, man. Kevin <laughs> How Hill's many right Kevin Hills does it take to define a freight recession? Kevin, you're I don't know. Is, it probably takes a few. <laughs> this group is now called the uh, Freight Waves Freight Intel Group. Oh, I like that. That's your it posse, is, yeah. right? It is my posse. Yeah. Did and you, you guys, make, did you make that up? Freight I, Intel Group? Yeah, I think we did, yeah. yeah. That's better than yeah. like director of research. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. yeah. Very creative of you. Well, it's not oh, his own yeah. title, it's his well, group's title. Like the yeah. group's title. Right. Yeah. yeah. But before the group was research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, that's just generic research. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, until you come up with some research guys over there in the corner, right? Right, right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So you wrote an article, right? Your Freight Intel Group wrote this this article. You did a report with video. Oh, you go on the new freightways.com. It was over capacity in the freight recession of 2019. Tell us, Kevin Hill, are we in a freight recession in 2019? I, I think we went through one in 2019. Oh. We, we definitely went through a freight recession. The first six months, uh, yeah. the first Q1 and Q2 by all metrics available uh, was a freight recession. Freight volumes were down. Freight rates were way down. Oh boy, we heard it. Uh, there was yes. an abundance of capacity. Uh, yeah, abundance of capacity. 
Uh, Carrier sentiment was was low. Everyone's sentiment was low. Yeah. Over the last few weeks, it no longer mattered if you were a shipper of choice. It did not. Yeah. You know, people would sit out in the docks. You right. Know, it really didn't matter. No, we did hear that a lot of carriers were like, and especially independent op- owner operators, whether they're truly independent or not. But a lot of them on like message boards. You know, on Facebook, yeah. whatnot, and our own site would be like, you know what? They're right back to the shippers are right back to their bad behaviors. The second yeah. that capacity loosened up, there was, uh, there was. Uh, you see that in the trucking market, right? Whoever has the upper hand, it's like they ex- extract the yeah. last possible drop of blood. Use of relationship. And I'm gu- guilty as charged in 2018, thought that we were seeing that new normal. Yeah. Oh, you know, but it really was that did. perfect storm, right? Mm-hmm. Of what, 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 what constituted, what made up. So you had two hurricanes, yeah. right? That, that kind of it, rates and capacity was kind of ticking up right yeah. before that, but then you had this shock to the system, right? You had uh, the the Houston hurricane and the Miami hurricane, right? Then you had ELDs, yeah. which were going to change the industry forever, right? right. You know, and, so and many well, people were did. just going to, you know, true. And a big June tariff event, right? That was a, that was a big one. Uh, yeah, you that had that c- coming in 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 June and in, in twenty eighteen in December. Um, yeah, it was just tax cut, tax cut. Yeah, so, so you had a, a a spike in economic activity. So it was a perfect storm. No one could find a truck. Everyone was struggling. Uh, carriers were making a killing. Right? Yeah, you know, everyone bought trucks to go chase this new normal. Yeah, that was going to last for years. You know, I, I heard five years. Wow! You know, this cycle is going to go five years. It well, barely he did. went. He it barely went. Really that months. was naive. Well, he it said was, "were." Yeah. He said something very interesting though. You said the word "were." We were in a freight recession. Does that mean we are looking at a positive uptake oh, yes. now in 2019? Yeah. Yeah. Since July 24th, um, freight volumes, loaded load load tenders, right, have been above 2018. Right. So That's if nice. you look at a if you look at the chart. About this year time, over year, because it was going year. down in it 2018. Was, yeah, so yeah. about this time last year, it just started falling, right? So the year-over-year comparables going forward are going to be much easier than where they were in the first half, number one. Okay. And number two, we all, we finished last week 4% higher in freight volumes than we did in 2018. So if that trend continues, we're going to be out of the freight recession, mm. Though spot rates are going to drag along behind it, I okay. think, for longer than you would think. For the simple reason of overcapacity? For the simple reason of overcapacity. The surveys that we've run uh, indicate that carriers are still planning on net to add capacity to their fleet. Yeah, why? That surprised me when you guys reported on it that. It surprised one. me, too. Why is there so much optimism? Why, how are trucks retaining their value? Why are not more... Carriers going, whoa, let's get rid of some of these assets. That's a, a very good question. Okay. I don't have any answers for you because I was out there calling for uh, truck values to decline, for yeah. the capacity to be squeezed out of the market. By now, it still hasn't happened. It will eventually happen. It might just take longer than, than we think. But, okay. but to get it back into balance, uh, we will need some of that capacity to leave the market. We also surveyed insurance uh, companies, and they're saying – uh, the yeah. recurring customers are still on net adding trucks rather than decreasing trucks. Well, so, Kevin, well, we, that's not helping the problem. It, it really isn't, is it? Kevin, we've only got a few. We've only got what, like a, eleven days left in the month, twelve days left in the month. Mm-hmm. Your birthday is tomorrow. So, is there any oh, good news birthday. for Chad's birthday? 
Uh, about rates, is the rest of August looking good? Is this curve going to stay in the right direction? Well, you know, I mean, it depends on contract rates versus spot rates, right? Yeah. So contract rates were pulled up by the spot rates last year. Yeah. Now they're going to be dragged down. So so contract rates are, are coming down. We might post the, the first year-over-year okay. year negative contract rates next month. On the spot side, that spread between contract and spot should start diminishing. So spot rates should start climbing from here. Probably not uh, okay. V-shaped, more like a U-shape. Uh, it'd be slow, but I, I think we've seen a floor on spot rates. Okay, but not like a, a, a U-shape. Okay. Yeah, so a long recovery. contract yeah. is the spot rates yeah. echo, right? So how long does it take for that echo to catch up? Because the reason contract rates are going down is because nobody is honoring them. Right mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. They're going paper. to the spot market. Where's the paper so, they're written yeah. on? So, so, so three or four months. So we're actually in the middle of doing a, a, a research paper investigating that very question. Yeah. Oh, how so, many? Just how many? Ab- yeah. yeah when do shippers start pulling from contract and moving to spot? You know, yeah. what's the spread between those prices and how long or what's the length of uh, of the time frame of that spread being wide enough to, to move, right? So so how much and how long is nice. basically those two questions that we're in the middle of right now, and that should, in the next few weeks, we'll have that published, and I will have an exact answer for you. Nice. We'll have you back on. Do you write that in MLA format, that research paper, or is it ALA? Or? Uh, it's ALA. I'm, well, I'm really? a purist, I guess. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've well, never been able still to. Still writing to... research papers after all these years. I know, right? Wow. It's like college. You kind of never grew up. I, I know, right? It's just college over and over again. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Kevin. Very Hill. good. All right. Thank we'll you have guys. you back in a couple great weeks. Great to have next you. Report comes sure. sure. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Kevin. Good stuff. What, don't you think? Yeah, it's great stuff. You know what I have to do now, though? I got to get my win back. This gentleman's coming in here. We're going to be doing, like, What the Night Shift from Gats. Oh, yeah. One of the reasons he's here. Wait for him to get the headphones on so we he can hear my Here's beautiful our music. Preview. Oh, yeah. Market Expert Trivia. Market Expert Trivia. Market Expert Trivia. Now we have another game. What is this one called? Market Expert and who will have the right to sing right, that sir. as the champion? We're about to find out. There it is. Game show buzzer. You got to wait till he finishes the question. Okay. Or you can buzz in. All okay. right. So All right, I believe I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have a bonus question. So I have seven questions and a bonus if we have to break a tie or something. You got to have a bonus. Um, All right, let's get to it. So, okay. So uh, these are, once again, coming back All right. with... With uh, trucker lingo questions, all right? So, Which, um, full disclosure, he has a little bit of an advantage because this gentleman has a CDL. He was a trucker. Yes. Well, once a trucker, always a trucker was one of his articles. That's dang straight, yeah. man. All right. all right, well, let's see. It'd be very I embarrassing mean, if I so, defeat you. <laughs> yeah, right, wouldn't it? Like, he has nothing to lose here, no, right? I, I, I'm just a good study, too. I'm a good student. Being a good student yeah. doesn't mean you're a good driver. I'm a millennial trucker. All you right. Know? What does that mean? I don't even know what a CB radio is. Oh, okay. You know... What do you just... Insta face everybody. Yeah, yeah. I just you, you know. millennials are kind of getting old too. You're not yeah, as hip as I know, you used to be. Man. What are happening to Gen X, yeah. man? Nobody ever talks about Gen X. I know. I know. We, just, we got like, your left generation behind. doesn't even exist. I know. I don't really have we were one. Wedged between the boomers and the, I know. Hang, hanging and out the in garages. And, and then there's like 77 <laughs> to 85 where we're like we aren't really considered either. And then there's like you and boomers, and then everyone else. Is yeah, we don't exist. It's You're kind of X too. You're not real. I guess, but not really. 
Anyway, um, it's rock yeah, and roll. I actually, I, I, yeah, let's play this game. Yeah, let's go. I, let's I have play some this game. Stuff. I got a load to haul. I got to get what? back in the okay. truck. Okay. Right. Uh, here we go. No, question number one. What does road pizza? Oh, it's oh, all of this is uh, multiple choice. Okay. What is road pizza? Oh, now we got to read all of them. <laughs> referred to right. roadkill, bad yeah. cars, reckless pedestrians, or poor drivers. <laughs> It's that uh, roadkill. Hey. Whoa! Dang it in quick. And I know that Kyle knew that. Quick on the But yeah. boy, can Dooner reach deep into his competitive resources. One to nothing, Dooner. Which state is referred to as shaky? Rhode Island, North Dakota, California, or Wyoming? California. That is correct. <laughs> this, is, this is some nonsense. Okay, hold on. <laughs> How did what? we end up with one buzzer? Uh, you know, well, we have to write with the same buzzer. No, so were you trying to press it first? I mean, I no, mean, this I hit is it like first a dual press. We hit it at the same. It was a dual press. Oh, wow. I said California quicker. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, California is because of the earthquake. Okay, hold on. Where's Where's Shaky Town then? I know where Shakey's Pizza is. That's a that's a popular place in California. <laughs> <laughs> you Once guys. I was driving, no, I don't want to. Okay, ready? Yeah. If right. a trucker on CB radio is known as a ratchet jaw, it means that they are talkative, silent, using a bad connection, or funny. They're on methamphetamine. Oh, wait, that wasn't even one of them. I think, did you? Who no, won he didn't even hit it. Yeah, well, I, I I'm going to give it to him. I, I got you. It's, he's a, can't he's even a talker. He's talkative. Talkative. You know, a bit okay. of, yeah. Two to one. All right. Uh-oh. All right. Oh, oh, maybe we should take advantage of asking this while you've dropped your phone. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Pumpkins refer to hitchhikers, orange trucks, lot lizards, or highway workers. It's orange trucks. That is correct, Dooner. <laughs> Truckers have referred to Schneider trucks as pumpkins yeah, for a yeah, long time. Yeah. Uh-oh, yeah. Kyle, you're down three Woo. to one. What's happening? This is not a lack of knowledge. It's what is, this is the well, lack of a buzzer. It's me. This yep, is a speed the proof thing. is in the pudding. The, pref- the proof right. is in the finger press. I didn't do my What does 42 mean? Yes, no, watch out or stop. Yeah. Yeah? No, I mean, like, yeah, yeah no. Uh, watch out. <laughs> Sorry. I honestly have no idea what that means. You should guess. Really? You, have a, you have a 33% chance now. I mean, I know you're 20, you know, uh, 42. Right, he can't have a point now. He's just guessing. Yeah, no, I'm just right. guessing. It means yes. I did say yes, and then you were like, really? And I well, was that's like, how, you said yeah, and I was how? like, yes? And you're like, yeah. Oh, no, All right, I mean. Watch out. Yeah, All right, so still three to one. All right. All right, there's a chance for you to pull into a tie, and then we have a mm-hmm. bonus. So it, okay. it's not over okay. yet. Okay. Right. A gear jammer is a new trucker, pothole, great driver, unpredictable driver. I got it. I got it first. No, that was my click. That's, That's a new driver. It's a new driver. That is an unpredictable driver. driver. That's what I said. Oh, God. He was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which can be a new drug. Well, let's do one more for fun. One more for fun. Okay. One more, one more with feeling. Well, let's just get them. Let's just do all the rest. There's right. two more. What Woo. do truckers call roller skates, minivans, small cars, black ice, or U-Haul trucks? Small cars. That's correct. All right. And what's a mama bear? A trucker's wife, a female truck driver, female law enforcement officer, or female dispatcher? 
That's going to be the law enforcement. Law enforcement officer. (laughs) All right. Coming in. I wouldn't say hot, but coming in at least a little bit. Kyle. He he knew every single one of the two. We we built. We would have tied if. If if he was I've got, if he had the I've, got a, I did. I've got a really great solution for you guys. What? And it's going to be a really fun one. What? I think you need to have your buzzers hanging on strings from the ceilings. Oh, that you can oh go. that's creative. And slime will come down. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought like slime would <laughs> come on you. No. no, I mean seriously. All right, that not. was pretty fun. Not bad. Yeah, we do need two buzzers. Yeah. We do need a, like, we'll, we'll get those. You know, Maybe you needed okay. a little CBD up. to calm your nerves, brother. We're about to have someone come in here to talk Grady. Grady Phillips, President, CMS, Corporate Medical Services. He's going to talk right. to us about trucker CBD. And Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you guys having in. us. By the way, we'll come see, see us at Gats, right? Yeah. right. We'll we'll Kyle Gats. and I he are going to be at competitive. Gats. Don't mind I'm looking him. forward to hearing what these guys say. Yeah, okay. It's going to be cool. You'll have fun. Thanks. Thanks, Take it easy, brother. All right. King of the Wild Road. Yeah, we're going to do a little focus on CBD. What is happening, Grady? Hey, good to see you. There you go. Grady Phillips, president of CMS Corporate Medical Services. a little bit, sir. You got it. All right, so today we're going to talk to you about CBD, but tell us a little bit about yourself before Chad jumps into his first question. Terrific. Well, my name's Grady. I'm yeah. with Corporate Medical Services. We've been an MRO company, and most of you know what that is, but it's a, a medical review officer company. Yeah. Reviews drug screens for about 24 years. We've done a little over $3 million. We, uh, we're local here in Chattanooga. We uh, love what Freight Waves and you guys are about and thought that we would uh, come and just share and talk a little bit about CBD today. Well, right. fantastic. Great to have you on, Grady. So, well, I guess the first question is, are a lot of truckers on CBD, and how can it benefit them? Well, you know, the study's still out on CBD. There's a okay. lot of anecdotal evidence. A lot of people say it is. There are some clinical trials that are talking about the real benefits of CBD with pain, with sleep, with anxiety. But there are no real good studies that show, like, the dosage. How much should you be taking? Oh, real yeah. Effects from that. Even epilepsy. Now, there is one FDA-approved prescription for epilepsy. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's just not enough information out there. Now, how many truckers are on it? Don't really know. Well, you know, one time I've only tried CBD once uh, when I found it in my sixteen-year-old's uh, drawer, mm. and you know, I was like, "What? What is this?" But and it's I, like I, the Bill Clinton I didn't I, inhale. Of, <laughs> of, like, I put a little on my tongue, and it, it was like it was kind of like numbing and interesting, but it wasn't. It was very mild. It didn't do much. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> right. you mentioned something. Would this trigger a drug test? Do people have to be cautious about it? Yeah, that's you a know, good question. Like, like marijuana does, right? And THC does. And we hear a lot of people buying like that drugstore spice and those other, right. those are the really bad chemical formulations that are that are unregulated. So is CBD something? Because that's also sold in gas stations. So you are right, and and that's the real point that we wanted to come to today. Okay. Because, yes, it is. You have to be very careful. Uh, CBD is not regulated by the FDA. Okay. That means what is labeled on the bottle may not be what's in the bottle. Oh, yes. Oh. Right, right. You can just like anything. So you can just be yeah. guying gummy bears. Well, and uh, that is true. And I understand how that can be troublesome. But that's also true about many, many, many supplements. You know, and, and there's there, it's a veritable multi-billion dollar industry. I mean, how are there, is there evidence, anecdotal or otherwise, that this has been a problem with yes. the, okay. Yeah, yeah, there, there's several lawsuits out. There okay. Are, there, the market is polluted with bad products. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, gotcha. 80, 90% of the people are really working hard to, to have a good, dependable market. But, you know, you've got some overseas stuff, you've got some unethical producers. I mean, it's, uh. it's really easy to take a compressed from a, a true marijuana plant with a high THC dosage and put it right in a, a bottle. 
And oh. so they label it however they want to. And it's Make hard it to go too back and strong. It. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, as opposed like, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, well, he mentioned uh, the law. And mm-hmm. you remember we covered that story about the Idaho truckers yes. that were bringing him yeah. To Washington, they were coming. I forget exactly where they're coming from. They're going to Washington, someplace where they were going through Wyoming. Idaho, yeah, they were going. Oh, Idaho, yeah, Idaho. Sorry, Wyoming. And then the driver himself got busted for trafficking. Right, different story. But yeah, uh, there was a similar guys. story in Georgia too, where you oh. know, as a driver, if you are moving product, yeah, and you that product is illegal. I mean, it's kind of smoking the bandit days. You're in trouble if it's uh, you know if it's illegal in that area. Okay, so uh, but it's there- federally legal, so you're still going to be worried about the state laws, I guess. Federally. The hemp is federally yeah. legal. Right. So CBD, right? right? Yeah. No, no, no. CBD is not federally legal. Oh, it's not? Hemp is. Yeah, it gets so confusing. So so, but, huh. so you could get incarcerated for carrying CBD oil? In certain states. Uh-huh. Yeah, like Idaho. They're just a couple. I mean, there are oh, okay. different state rules everywhere, but CBD is still federally considered a derivative of marijuana because all CBD oil contains some THC. That's crazy. And wow. so, yeah, the, the FMCSA, it's not official, but they are about to take a hard stance against CBD. Well, it's becoming... If you admit it, if you use it, then, you know, no no, uh, no uh, way out, really. That makes no sense to me. I mean, it's because it's really becoming popularized. It's being, it's being put in drinks. They're, they're, Coke yeah. is looking at doing it. I mean, even like my... Walgreens CVS have not my Not my grandparents, but I, I've... I know some like older folks who you never would have thought like that they would be open to such a thing, and they're they're like, yeah, I mean, I'm having some CBD for my anxiety. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's, uh, you talk to so many people out there that are applying it topically, that are that are using it, and you know, it, it shows a lot of promise. It really does. So everything that you're talking about is based on the FDA really stepping up, okay, and saying this is a path to legal use because right now. It's not a food and drug uh, beverage. It's not an add-on that you're allowed to have in because it hasn't been approved by the FDA yet. Well, what no. is what is with the foot dragging of the FDA? Just same old, same old? You know, I think that uh, government moves slow, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's a big deal. But also trying to be careful and making sure that uh. Uh, how, you know, one problem is you're taking a plant. And a lot of the CBD is created from, honestly, a raw extract, a pressing of a plant. Okay. It's really hard to qualify just because one plant in one field was good. You know, it's entirely possible that the rest of them had a high THC content or had pesticides or had lead or had other things that you really have to worry about going into those bottles. So the FDA is worried more about other stuff than THC a lot of times. Yeah. Well, Grady, if truckers in Tennessee or other areas want to learn more about this, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, they can go to our website, corporatemedicalservices.com. They can contact us directly. Feel free to give us a call anytime. We're happy to discuss. We, uh, you know, we've got Facebook pages that we, we do a lot of this with, and we're uh, we're kind of active on some of the trucker posts, too. Well, hey. thanks for coming yeah, on, on, Grady Phillips. Thanks for right, spreading right, the word, man. Got to do that right. Wow, I can tell he's got some touch. I I I bet he's got some touch. You can always have more cowbell. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. Great to have you on. Thanks for spreading the good word. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. CBD, man. It's becoming a big deal. It is a big deal, not a little deal. Yes, and speaking of big deals. Little deals. Where is Emily Zink? She's the biggest deal around. Come on. Come on. Oh, yes, there she, there she is. is. Here she comes. Never the late, always on time. It is Emily <laughs> Zink. Hello. Hi. Big Welcome. Deal. Little deal. Big deal. Little deal. I love that reggae horn. I like it. Yeah. We got some good ones today. And Chad, <laughs> yeah. we are starting 
with you. Me? Because oh. did I win last time? Oh. Yes, you're always the winner, Chad, because we keep <laughs> yeah. the score. Okay. okay. <laughs> Lisa Lefebvre, I want to say that is how Lefebvre, you pronounce it. I think. Lefebvre. Yeah. There we go. Is the first female in the Port of Everett's 100-year history to be named Chief Executive Officer. Mm. Is that a big deal or a little deal? I already know how I feel about this, but yeah. how do you feel? Well... Uh, you know, we could look at it a couple of different ways. The way I'm going to look at it is a big deal. Way to make some inroads with some women in the logistics industry becoming CEOs. We need to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that is a big deal that I wish was a little deal in the sense that, like, if a guy becomes CEO, it's a press release and it's not and it's not a big deal. This is a big name that becomes it. And it's yeah. going to be great when women are, like, especially in this industry or, or at that point where... um you know, there's, there's enough spread and there's enough of these jobs. We're like first in a hundred years. I don't know. I mean, but you know, I can't, I can't crap on progress. Yeah. So it's good. It's I good. like how you said that big deal, but you wish it was a little yeah. deal. Me too. I like that. Well, Dooner, this one's for you. Signs okay. of EPs on Ooh. the city streets. Third party data providers are helping to find new collaborative relationships between cities and the scooter and bike companies seeking to use the public right away. Has this deal got you recharged? <laughs> well, you know, my scooter is immune to these rules in Chattanooga because people, like, I don't think they know it's like that little Razor scooter with the motor on it that Ken Smith keeps banning everywhere he goes. Like the um, birds in the line. And the yeah. ones that were being chucked into the ocean uh, from Tennessee. Where Lakes said, very and far. rivers. I'm just saying they threw it very far with a lot of angst and energy. I think some ponds, but no Is it a no big oceans. deal? I don't know. Like, I can see the point that, like, there probably should, like, I think it's stupid. Come on, make just, up your mind. All right. I think it's stupid that you can just drop the scooters anywhere. Like, there should yeah. be some sort of bays and receptacles. So, uh, I mean, it's a, I guess it's a big deal. Whatever. No, it's a little deal. I don't really care that much about them. I think I'm winning this round so far. You've agreed with me, and now you can't make up your mind. Yeah. I am going to say that in terms of the future of these things, which I think are going to be with us for a while, that it's a big deal because they do need to make they do need this kind of regulatory oversight in order to move forward. Just as you said, it's stupid that you can just leave them anywhere. Yeah. What if you pick up like, the, like, like some other kid's scooter by accident, you know, like a little know, kid down the block? Even if it's like, I mean, as you and I have said, it seems sometimes some of these things seem so simple we don't even know why we have to explain them but like when you put your bike in a yeah. bike rack and you know and that's where you go get the next bike that yeah. makes sense. like it does you not don't just ever you never just put dropped your bike wherever yeah you know yeah so yeah, like these rental bikes that like the yeah. city has rental I, bikes yeah i kind of feel like that's the way these should be yeah, done instead of stations. like just yes. Uber or anyone opening up shop why, being like why is it such why a why is there not a docking station yeah. that's I what i just i agree don't yeah, I, yeah I not a too. rocket scientist and before but... i heard that i was kind of like way more for them and i was like wait people just drop them anywhere oh yeah like literally yeah. they're just yeah. in my parents front yard all the yeah. time in tampa yeah really, really? yeah you know i'm not a rocket scientist but i play one on what the truck um so, yes, so, that yeah. was your... <laughs> Chad, this one's for you. Freight okay. volumes are averaging almost 5% lower out of L.A. Uh, after those May 10th tariffs went into place compared to the previous four months. Yeah. While truckload volumes out of Elizabeth, New Jersey market, that's home to ports of New York <clears throat> and New Jersey, have increased yeah. almost 27%. Is this a big deal? Or a little deal. A uh, little deal overall. We're seeing the volumes uh, out of the LA ports actually paralleling in a lot of ways what happened last year. They've just been actually slightly under. 
I can't explain the gigantic amounts coming out of uh, the New Jersey and New York New York ports, but I'm going to say little deal. Ah, uh, no, this is a deal we're draining about. This is a this is a, <laughs> this is a pretty big deal. Because I, I was someone who okay. came. I'm from the Northeast. Yeah, I worked up in the Northeast, and there was always sort of just how like there's between like pulling freight and in, in truck versus intermodal is their cutoff point. The yeah. same with when shippers that I worked with would be freight from the West Coast versus the East Coast. The East Coast, a lot of times, is like a thousand or more higher to bring a box in from Shanghai. But when you start changing the the, the volumes around, and I'm not I'm not exactly sure of the the rate volumes, but I'm just glad that this is bringing more commodities over to the Northeast. And so, you know, so just you got an East Coast bias. Center, I have an East yeah. Coast bias. Just so it's purely a, East Coast bias. It's an East Coast bias. He used to live there. It's a big deal. But All also, right. like, I'm not a math major, but 27% is a good trade-off for 5%, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big yeah. deal in both cases. Duner, this one's for you. Mm. UPS has been testing okay. self-driving trucks since May. Should we care? Big deal, little deal. Yeah, you know, because last year we talked about this a lot, and it seemed like these kind of things, the autonomous vehicles, were still way far off. But now we're seeing a lot of use cases happen, and we're seeing these things in motion. And I think that, yeah, it's it's uh it's cool. I'll miss seeing those mail trucks on the road, but it'll be also cool to see like the new invigorated. But you know, I was asking, can you race those or take those mail trucks on the highway? And I think you can. I think they only go like like fifty miles an hour max. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you can. Uh, and of course, it's cool and, and all of that, but it's a little deal because they've been they are just continuing to do what they've been saying they were going to do and what they have been doing for a couple of years, which is. They testing started in May, the, not a couple of years. Well, I mean, okay, so test driving apparently like larger trucks, perhaps, but they've been testing trucks for. I mean, I've been covering it since I was at Freight Waves. We've been writing articles about about yeah. this. So a whole year uh, and a half. Yeah. All right. So it's a little deal. (laughs) Okay, this one's interesting. This one, I woke up and saw this. This is my first thing on my Twitter feed today, and I had a little chuckle. Yeah. CBP found 8,000 pounds. I think it's tons, though. I'll have to check. A lot. That's of marijuana. Wait, that's an entirely different. I know. I'm thinking it's tons. I'm pretty sure it's pounds. Tons would be a lot. 8,000 tons would be insane. Do you know how big that would be? A lot. Okay. 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 I don't know. That would completely change my answer. Well, we'll just go with pounds. Okay. They found 8,000 pounds of marijuana. Four tons. Okay. Kilograms. Marijuana hit it in a tractor trailer. Full of jalapeno peppers. <laughs> hot this tamale. A, yeah, hot news or not, Chad? Oh man, that's funny. Uh, gosh, those jalapenos. Uh, you know, I will say that this is a little deal, just a little bit of pot. And when you think about it, just being trans transferred over. I mean, I think it's kind of funny that it's in, um, you know, an jalapeno truck. But um, so long as it's just four tons. Uh, and you know, eight thousand pounds. Then um, I'm gonna say little deal, drop in the bucket. I think it's a big deal because, like, I, I imagine, like, imagine how many peppers people aren't gonna get now. There was That's people true. waiting for those jalapeno peppers, Chad. It's almost people Taco Tuesday. What, do we that. know how many jalapenos? So, no, we don't even know how many jalapenos. There's a it's lot. A truckload of jalapenos. If you if if the marijuana have, showed up where we're supposed to, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of nachos out there. Without their help. Oh. And you're a big nacho fan, right? I love nachos. Do you like jalapenos on Who's top of them? No, not I a nacho can't, fan. I, can't, I don't do spicy, so oh. I can't do jalapenos. Oh, yeah, because oh. you're from uh, these got confiscated. You're from like, you're from <laughs> Get up the there, right? You're from, um, Ohio, yeah. Flash Michigan. They don't really do Mexican food too spicy. No. You know, actually, what was what was surprising to find out is that if you cut up, mince up a, a chili pepper, put it in your margarita, yeah. it makes it kind of, it's a, it's a Bobby Flay recipe. 
it makes a delicious kind of little like little warm little heated margarita. Yeah. Okay. Do you need I, marijuana for that? Uh, no. Other <laughs> no. than you're in luck. Just jalapenos <laughs> or chili peppers. Yeah. Do you know this one's for you? A ransomware yes. attacks are up a hundred and ninety five percent in the first quarter of this year compared to the fourth quarter of last year. Do you call this deal a hack or not? I. <laughs> I mean. You know what? I think that cybersecurity is a big deal that's not treated like a big deal. I think a lot of people out there are like, well, it's a little deal. You know, we get an IT department. We do this and nobody yeah. cares until they get hit. And it's a real problem because hackers are getting more and more aggressive. Um, you know, they're getting more aggressive. We get fished multiple times a day. Oh, my gosh. Here. I got two emails today. Yeah. Just constantly getting fished and these ransomware things. And that's how they get into the system. They put the ransomware there. And then the FBI will be like, well, don't, you know, don't, don't pay for it. I don't know. I don't know. I, but I think it's a big deal that, that needs to be taken more seriously. And we're only seeing this go up more and more yeah. each quarter until it is. It is a big deal. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, it's becoming more aggressive. I think it's the next level of warfare that we're talking about, the cyber warfare. I think that we need to get better at defending it. And in spite of our best efforts at Freight Waves, writing dozens of articles on cybersecurity, it seems to have had little effect. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. just see if it continues. 195%, though. That is a lot. Yeah. Chad, this last question is for you. What the Truck, obviously, back yeah. in its old home, the audio yeah. booth. There's no place like home, or should we take the gig on the road again? <laughs> well, I'm not sure how to respond to that. I think it's uh, it's a little deal to uh, get get back here because... This is where we belong. I like yeah. the I like the booth. It's uh it's it's cool that you guys are uh that you you and Kyle are going on the road yeah. and going to be at Gats. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for you guys. That's a big deal. It's going to be a big deal to be in Denver at the McLeod Conference. Am I trying to have my cake and eat it too? Well, no. I mean, like what I <laughs> what I said when we started the show. What the truck is a state of mind. Yeah. It does not matter where we broadcast from. We'll be broadcasting with Kyle Cunningham from the floor of Gats. With pop-up podcasts. We'll be at McLeod, like you mentioned, behind a completely yeah. different booth. Yeah. It doesn't matter where no, we are. That's right. We will do this show from anywhere you give us a live stream, a microphone, and a recorder. And then they can listen to anywhere podcasts are allowed. Anywhere podcasts are. Everywhere podcasts are. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But it was fun. Right. It was fun to do that. Yeah. It was fun to try the studio Yeah, upstairs. you got to try stuff. You never know. A little too That's formal right. for my taste. Yeah. And there was another brick in the paywall behind me. You know, I didn't like all those, those bricks <laughs> there. I felt a little caged in. Yeah. I, I like this. This is Just informal. Like another you brick can in see the everyone. And, yeah. Yeah. What's next for Emily? Thank Other you, Emily. Oh, what's next, Emily? Yes. Hey, what's next? Yeah. Well, we have our big show premiering in a, almost at the end of August. It'll so, premiere yeah, uh, eight twenty nine, yeah, I believe. So, off the supply chain, yeah. I'm very excited about that. A lot yeah. of hard work's gone into it. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yeah. How, how wanna, often will that air? Oh, uh, once a week. Once a week. So yeah, we have twelve weeks of great topics so far, and we'll see from there. And Chad plays Mr. Host, so if you want to see that, he's uh-huh. like the well, game we're both show hosts. host. Yeah, you're, yeah. But you're more of the fun game show host. I think okay. that's your calling well. in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it will be a good time. It's That'd very informative and entertaining. So, all right. Yeah. Edutainment. Nice. That's what we're all about around here. I like here. it. All right. Well. well, thank you for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Emily. Uh, we'll be somewhere different next Monday. We won't be here. You'll be. I won't be we'll here. Be on the I'll road be again. Yeah. We'll be at McLeod. So uh, it'll be yeah. different be vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Then. Maybe we'll have to play big soon deal with possible. Tom McLeod. There we go. Yeah. I like it. Well, that'll be a little deal compared to with Emily. Wow. Oh, you got it. <laughs>
Big deal. Big deal. Great man. Yes, he is. He's wonderful. I hope I didn't mean that, Tom. Take it easy. All right. All right. Now we have one more group of guests coming in here. These guys, these gentlemen from the TTNFS. Guys, tell me what the heck that even means. Hey, guys. And come on in. Let's move this chair out of the way. I'll move the chair. Step on it. TTN Fleet Solutions. Yeah, there's only one headphone. You can hear us. There's nothing special that's going to come through here but our own voices anyway. Um, So, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm J.D. Redman, TTN Fleet Solutions, the VP of Marketing. And you smell really nice. (laughs) Tyler Harden, I'm the Vice President of the Service Provider Network at TTN. Nice. And what does TTNF stand for? Uh, It's TTN Fleet Solutions. Nice. Okay. So um... So we talked about the freight recession earlier, and I met you guys earlier. We're, we're, We're rapping about that a little bit. Kevin Hill was in here. They, our Freight Intel Group wrote a big report on it. Um, and it seems like the natural impulse of carriers, because what you guys do is fleet management, right? Yep. And my question for you guys was, in a recession like this, or in the, earlier in the year freight recession, you actually said there's going to be an uptick. But it seems like the natural impulse when anyone is trying to save money would be to insource fleet management and do it their yes. own way. Yeah. But I think you're going to tell me that that is a huge mistake. It, it's a big mistake. One thing that we found out is that if you're going to look at fleet maintenance as a whole— Bringing it in in-house, hiring more labor, adding more labor costs to your to your percentages is not going to be great. Typically, a cost center agent when you bring it in-house is going to cost you about sixty to seventy thousand dollars. For an average fleet of about five hundred, that's five hundred assets. That cost point of that one breakdown agent is what it would cost for us to facilitate that for them for the entire year. Mm. So, if you take a look at it that way, bringing it in in-house increases your cost structure instead of decreases your cost structure. Well, that's interesting. You know, one thing is like in our world here in, 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 a, in a data and media team, and we're always thinking about technology, we forget almost that a lot of carriers historically and even now are, are tech averse. Yes. You know, they're a little bit of they're, they're kind of afraid of it. And so I'm sure that there must be hurdles to overcome with like integrating their tech. Yeah. Well, what do you guys do to help them overcome the obstacle, the fear of of that kind of tech uh, discomfort. Yeah, it's communication, right? It, it all comes down to communication. So there's 56 touch points in a given work order, and that mo- most of that is automated. Um, but that that communication and the visibility and the transparency uh, eases that tension as they're as they're managing that as we are managing that event for them. Yeah. So it becomes a, the other okay. thing to that other piece is it becomes a customized solution. So when he's saying communication, we're communicating with them. We do not treat any client the same. Do we have standard default repair stances? Yes. Yeah. But we become very intimate with each specific client that we're dealing with. Gotcha. How do you want to handle your tire? Anyway? Tailoring it. Completely yep. tailored. It is completely customizable, and they know how we're going to handle it from, from the jump. I mean, oh. Everybody's got an Uber for something now. We were talking about the gig economy earlier. We were talking about the e-scooters. We were talking about Uber freight. It's almost like, uh, like I was reading another report about mattress companies. There's like 175 because it's non-proprietary. But is there room for the gig economy for truck repairs for fleet management? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I believe that the gig economy is coming in that. Um, if you look at the resources that, that are out there and, and the technology that you have, like you talked about, you look at the job market and training, and you look at the young people and young professionals that are getting into financial services or they're getting into, um, they're wanting to go to college, get a four-year yeah. degree, and then they come out, they've got some debt, they've got some other things, and they're just getting a job, right? And so yeah. with, with this, um, I think there's a gig economy in fleet space because uh, if you want to work hard, uh, get your hands dirty for a short period of time, 
you can actually make some real money by doing it. And we'd like to partner with those entrepreneurs and give them a space to where they can build something. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, fantastic. So it is, what is it? TTN? TTN Fleet Solutions. What does that stand for? Or yeah, so, um, the TT, yeah. yeah. So we originally started out as the towing network. Okay. And um, we offered the towing services, um, both uh, both just straight straight truck towing, point A to point B style, and then uh, accident recovery um, uh, services as well. So that morphed into, um, you know, mechanical breakdowns, um, tire yeah. events, those types of things. And so, so that's, that's the, that's actually the, the full makeup of our, of our network is the full ended uh, ERS solution that we have. Yep. So last question for you guys. So, and I know you're going to be at Gats. We'll yes, be walking yeah. the floor together. We'll be banging cowbells. We'll be shaking hands. We'll be kissing right, babies. Right. We'll be looking at <laughs> trucks. We'll be taking like pictures. That. Having a great time. But what is uh, what do you want to tell people at Gats? Why should they come up and see you? What, what's a good reason to talk to you two gentlemen? No, most definitely. I think the biggest thing for what we're wanting to accomplish at Gats is exposure. Yeah. So we've been a white label solution for the past 10 years. So now they need to understand that we are here to service not just large enterprises, but we go from 5,000 plus assets all the way down to owner operators. Yeah. Expose to them how we provide the end-to-end visibility into their maintenance solutions. But also give them one-stop shop, not only just for tires, not just for preventative maintenance, but for accident recovery solutions. TTN is that one gamut that they can all come to at one time. Yeah, and, and, and for me, uh, GATS, um, you know, it's, it's collaboration. It's a season of collaboration. I love channel partners. I love understanding how we can leverage each other's technology, how we can leverage each other's data. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I think it's really important that, 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 you know, we really service the industry of the logistics and, and making freight move. And, and at the end of the day, we're about downtime and making sure that that's oh, the right yeah. thing to go. So, yeah. um, you know, at Gats, I, I'm, I look forward to it, man. I look forward to yeah. hanging out a little bit in Texas. Huh. Well, have a good time. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll end up back on the podcast when we're over there. <laughs> it's going to be, I've never been to Gats. Uh, what should I, what am I, have you been before? It's Texas, man. It's Texas. It's, Texas. it's our home. It's in our <laughs> yeah. back door. I mean, All it's right. right. Everything's I bigger. Yeah. I need to, I've been holding off on buying a cowboy hat until I get there. So, get it. I got to find one like a rhinestone one. We'll take you to Cavender's and get you a cowboy hat. Oh, let's go. Wow. All right. It's on. So it's not just technology. It's about relationships, too. We know this. How do they reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you so, like, they can, you can come over at Gats? What's your social media or your site? Yeah, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram. Most things you can search, TTN Fleet Solutions. We're going to pop up instantly. If you want to reach us directly, info at TTNFS is probably going to be the best way to go. Um, and we're, we're 24 seven calls in the solution. So if you're a truck driver, you're broken down. You're hearing me right now. If you're on the side of the road and you've been on down time now, call me 817-380-3818. We will help. Time is money in trucking. Yes. I guess. Bang the cowbells. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. Wow. Tyler and right, JD, bringing it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for being Thanks on, for guys. I'll see you in a couple of days. Great yeah. to have you in the Stop truth by. booth. Man. All right. Well, Chad, we talked about it. We talked about it. So the show's going to be a little different for the rest of the week. I'm not sure how many episodes there will be. We'll be doing pop-up podcasts. As many Gads. as it takes. Yeah, Kyle and I will be like, what the night shift or something. You're going to be here working hard on off the supply chain like we talked about. We are going to meet back up on, I believe it's Sunday. We're going to be at Gats, and then yes. we're going to be doing the same thing from there. We're yeah. not sure exactly what the schedule will be. We're going to be doing as we as many or as few as, as podcasts. Yeah. The opportunity allows us from on the floor. It's going to be two great events. I think you and I are both excited to get on the road. Uh, we haven't, aside from your trip, your vacation, 
We've uh, we haven't done a business trip together in a bit. You know, last right. time it was like McLeod. We took that road trip. Yeah, listening to some heavy metal. This yeah. time we'll just be flying. We'll have a Colorado Rocky Mountain High at 5,300 mm. feet elevation. Yeah. And uh, bring we'll it to you. get some CBD from there, you know, for your, uh, for your nerves. <laughs> no, I think I'll be all right without it. But, the uh, uh, altitude that, sickness. I, I, we got to wait till the FDA gets in there and starts making sure that that CBD yeah. is safe. Well, they, I mean, you probably get like from like a store there. You can probably get like official CBD. Oh, okay. Bet, right? It's not All like right. here where it's like off like... I don't like, know. I'll have to look around. Yeah, off the uh, label. I'll have an open mind about what the FDA might be yeah. doing. Well, thank you for our viewers who have joined us today on the live streams. We really appreciate it. We love your comments. We have people tuning in from all over the world. All over. You can find the show just like us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. You can also watch the replay on demand. So if you showed up late or at any time, just go to those same exact sites, watch it on your big screen on YouTube and see how beautiful we look in UHD. Well, maybe not you, Chad. No, I'm just kidding. You're a <laughs> handsome man, my friend. Um, what wow. else? Oh, the podcast. You still like the audio version, right? We're on Apple yeah. Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere, 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 everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world. Yes, that's right. And you know, you know where to find me. I'm at Chad Prevost. That's my handle at, on, on Twitter. Twitter. Where do they find you, Dune? At Timothy Dooner. That's T I M O T H Y D double O N E R. Wow, using your full Ooh. name. Only your mom calls you Timothy, right? Well, it's my Twitter handle. Oh, oh okay. I just hit myself in the knee with my cowbell stick, man. Take it easy. I know. Take it easy on God, the my knee. My reflexes still work. Thank goodness. You know, it was the first day of kindergarten for my kid today. Well, congratulations. No, not kindergarten. That's... Not kindergarten. For like, it's it still daycare. Oh, but, well, that's yeah. not as significant. But it's a school he'll go to kindergarten at. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to name it, but yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Right. Hope he's nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. Was oh. it emotional? My Yeah, my wife said he cried when she dropped him off. Oh, he yeah, cried. Yeah, he cried a little okay. bit. But I she did. said when she picked him up, she gave him a sandwich with uh, sun nut butter and honey, and he was eating it, and she said, like, how was your day? You know how moms are. She asked a billion questions, and he goes, right. you can just save those for next time, Mom. Kids four years old. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. What do you think, Chad? Very else? perspicacious. Anything else, my friend? Uh, no, I think that's it. This is a wrap. Been a great show. Thanks for tuning in. School is starting earlier than ever. It's not, it's, it's not just here in the States, though. No. Northern European yeah. nations doing the same thing. Yeah, some nations don't even stop. Little cowbell. I know. Break of school. How Little about cowbell for back to school? I'm saying four on three off. Little How about that year round? We'll see you in other parts of the country. Take it easy.